Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, with wh- and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the church, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, And hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Verses 15 to 33, Ephesians chapter 5. And then Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 4. Children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Verses 1 through 4, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, we thank you once again for your Holy Spirit, thank you for your, the precious gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to walk with you in your word and in the power of your Holy Spirit each and every day as individual believers. But thank you for the privilege of being able to walk with you as families, as as married men and women and as families as well. And thank you for the opportunity for us to serve you in our homes, within our families as well. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace and empower us to be Godly men, godly women, godly husbands, godly wives, godly fathers, godly mothers, and godly children as well. Help us more and more to live so that we glorify, serve, and honor you tremendously in our homes and through our homes, touch the world. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you today and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray.
Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for how much wisdom you've left for us in scriptures. Thank you so much for uh, how you've built families together. Thank you so much for Jesus being a perfect example of how to build relationships. And thank you, Father, for being our Heavenly Father. Uh, Father, I ask that you'd grow us, that you'd grow us in wisdom, that you'd grow us in stature, just like you grew Jesus. And Father, I ask that we'd become more mature and that we'd uh, grow together with you as we uh, seek to be more a united family in the church and in our own uh, smaller families. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. On a fairly ongoing basis, we're regularly encouraging you to email us to get copies of articles, blogs that we may share on different discipleship topics, and that would be true for today as well. Today we're looking at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family. And as we look at this topic, again, obviously, we'll be sharing some resources that have to do with helping your family to become strong and vibrant as a kingdom family Uh, helping your marriage to become strong and vibrant as a kingdom marriage as well. So if you'd like to email us to get copies of articles that we share, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. And that's joseph at afr.net. And again, we're hoping that every believer, every man, woman, every dad, mom, every husband, wife will really pay attention and seek to get some of the resources that we do, that we will be offering today. Thank you, Lord, for every believer listening today to the broadcast. And thank you for all those we've lifted up in prayer today. We thank and praise you for each and every one of us, individually and collectively. Lord, thank you for us all. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God, in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler, and so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, of course, that was Psalm 91 that we prayed just then. And let me say very clearly and very up, in a very upfront way to every believer listening, again, to every man and woman listening, every husband, wife, every um, boy and girl, every dad and mom. My encouragement is if you're not praying Psalm 91 every day in your home over your family, today is a good day to start. Remember that, like it or not, sadly we live in a world where we deal with spiritual warfare, very intense, 
every day of our lives. Well, keep in mind the most powerful weapon in the universe is the Word of God. And one of many weapons within the Word of God is Psalm 91. And so it's wonderful and it's very wise for us to you literally to speak and or pray Psalm 91 every single day. Why? Because remember, it's a unique weapon to bless your physical health and a unique weapon for supernatural protection from danger, the dangers and evils and harming harmful things in this world. And so an important question to ask is, why would I not pray it every day in view of the fact that we live in such a dangerous world and with all the dangers and the crazy things going on in this world, no one can protect you like God can. And so Psalm 91 is a tool whereby we can appropriate the grace and the supernatural protection that God is ready to provide for us as we simply put our trust in Him. So praying Psalm 91 every day over yourself and over your family is a very wise thing to do, and we would encourage you to do that. If, once again, you're wanting to get a copy of the prayer, don't have it already, would like to get a copy, simply email us. Again, the email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get you a copy. Again, we're looking today at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family. And keep in mind, on a pretty regular basis, we talk about the fact that all of us are dealing with spiritual warfare, intense warfare, every single day. As much as we like the idea of wishing we were living in peacetime, spiritually speaking, sadly, that's just not the case. We're dealing with spiritual warfare every single day. So the wise a wise approach for us as individual believers and as married couples and as families is to have a kingdom warrior mentality and make it your goal to help your family to become a kingdom warrior family well-equipped to step out on the battlefield of life every single day. We read from Ephesians chapter 5 a few moments ago. And uh, again, keep in mind, As we look at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family, we're going to be sharing with you some insights that we hope you will learn from. But remember, an important key to what we share today and really on every broadcast is application. We're not to just read the Word of God to say we've read it. We're to read it to live it. We're to read it in order to apply the truths we learn. Remember, truth is always meant to be applied, and we're wise to learn it and put it to work in our lives in the ways the Lord would have us to. And remember, Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. But also, Ephesians chapter 6 lets us know that the word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Let me remind you once again, seven ways you can use the word of God, or in other words, seven ways to put the sword of the Spirit to work in your life. Every day you can read it, hear it, Believe it, speak it, obey it, pray it, and meditate on it. That's a wise truth for you to walk in as an individual believer, but husbands and wives, encourage each other in your Bible reading. Read the Word of God to and for each other on a daily basis. That's a very wise and fruitful thing to do, reading the Word of God in your home. We're wise to turn off a lot of the electronic things in our home and open the Word of God and spend time reading and meditating on the Word of God, reading to each other, praying with each other as well. And so we want to encourage you to make that an important goal. One of the prayer tools that we provide is 
one that specifically is about praying daily for your spouse. And uh, it's a prayer tool, and we'll be sharing that in a few minutes. But if you'd like to get a copy, it's a... It's an article that contains a prayer specifically for a husband to pray for his wife on a daily basis and a prayer for the wife to pray specifically for her husband every single day. And remember, husbands and wives, no one can pray for your spouse quite like you can. And remember, they need your prayers. Your spouse needs your daily prayers. And parents, remember, your children need your daily prayers as well. So we're wise to take it upon ourselves to do just that, to pray much for each other. So in a few moments, we'll be sharing, again, the article entitled Praying Daily for Your Spouse. And so simply email us if you'd like to get a copy. And please email us to get that because, again, it's a, it's a simple tool, prayer tool. But remember this, everyone can use help in their prayer life. Every believer everywhere could use help, strength, and encouragement in their prayer life. And we're wise to major in prayer. You know, God clearly tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. So that's a commandment that we as believers are wise to take serious as individual believers. But also, it's wise for it to take it, to take it very serious in our homes. Prayer should have a very important place in our homes. Husbands and wives, you're wise to pray with one another every single day. Parents, you're wise to pray with and pray over your children every single day. It should be a common thing for your children to hear you calling out their name in prayer on a daily basis. And what an important learning lesson that is for children to see the example of praying parents and to hear them call you, to hear you call out their name. Lord, thank you for every family represented listening today and thank you for your hand of grace upon us anoint the prayer li- each of our individual prayer lives but anoint the prayer lives of us as families help us to make it a high priority to pray together as families on a daily basis we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray amen you're listening to the hour of intercession as we're looking at today at the topic the making of a kingdom warrior family we'll be right back Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. 
They comfort me when I'm beat down, broken. Hold my heart when it's split wide open. Turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this born defector. Cause all I know, all I know, is you're my only hope. Music of Toby Mac with I Just Need You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family. And I want to take time now to share uh, from an article entitled Praying Daily for Your Spouse. And again, keep in mind, we're encouraging you to email us to get a copy of this as a prayer tool. Husbands, a tool for you to use to pray daily for your wife. Wives, a tool for you to use to pray daily for your husband as well. Again, the title of the article, Praying Daily for Your Spouse. Husbands, the following prayer is a very fruitful prayer to pray for your wife every single day. And we'll take time to go through it right now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the gift my wife is to me, to our family, and to the church and the kingdom of God. Lord, bless my wife today. Indeed, expand her territory. Cause your hand to be mightily upon her and keep her from evil that she may not cause pain in Jesus' name. Help me this day to be the full blessing to her that you want me to be in Jesus' name. Fill her day with joy, peace, grace, and encouragement. Help her to walk in your love, joy, and peace this day in the name of Jesus. Help her to spend the time in your word and in prayer that you want her to spend today in Jesus' name. Help her this day to put you first in her life. Help her to not make any graven images. Help her to not take your name in vain. Help her to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help her to honor her father and her mother. Help her to value life. Help her to not steal. Help her to not commit adultery. Help her to tell the truth. Help her to not covet. In Jesus' name, we thank and praise you for her. Empower her this day to fulfill all the call of God upon her life in the name of Jesus. Help her to live today as the living sacrifice you want her to be and to walk in your will. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer, and thank you for the gift my wife is to me and to the body of Christ. Dear Lord, bless her and keep her. Make your face shine upon her and be gracious to her. Dear Lord, lift up your countenance upon her and give her your peace. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And, of course, the next prayer, of course, is a prayer for the wife to pray for her husband as well. Uh, The topic of the title of the article, again, praying daily for your spouse. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email me, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. Again, joseph at afr.net. Now, keep in mind, I want to share uh, from another one that's entitled Biblical Images of Manhood. Now, I share articles, some articles that we share, we share maybe on a number of occasions. One of the goals is, and let me just be real upfront with you, as a pastor for most of the last 48 years, one of the realities is I've learned this important truth, important but simple, repetition of truth, the repetition and the repeating and the reteaching of truths from Scripture is very, very important in our growth because many times, you know, uh, you're planting seed when you first teach a truth from Scripture, but when you teach it more and more, many times you're watering that seed and it's getting deeper and getting stronger and becoming more rooted in the life of the hearer. So again, 
I may often repeat truths, insights, or lessons or issues we've dealt with because one of our goals is to help you really grow up and grow strong in your prayer life, in your walk with Christ, and in your life as a disciple. The title of this next article is Biblical Images of Manhood. And, of course, one of our goals is to encourage every Christian man listening to grow in your understanding of what it means to be a strong servant of the Lord as a man. But also, these are truths, dads and moms, that we need to learn in order for us to pass them on to our sons as well. Now, there are, obviously, there are certain things from this that we're going to share They can be shared with sons and daughters, but many of them will apply mainly to the making and the molding of a Christian man. So, again, the title of the article, Biblical Images of Manhood. In the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, there are many truths, insights, and stories that help to paint a clear picture, a portrait of sorts, of what a man is. They specifically paint a picture of what a godly man is. Now, I should say very quickly, there's only one man in all of the Word of God that perfectly paints such a picture for us. That man is, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone stands as the our only perfect role model. He's the only man who lived a perfect life without sin in all of the Word of God. There are, though, other individual characteristics that we find in some of the other men of the Bible that are definitely characteristics to be desired. A number of these traits could be appreciated by any and all men. In looking at the lives of many characters in the Word of God, we learn important attributes and characteristics that we as men of God should seek to attain or receive into our lives as well. And also, these are characteristics that we as parents should seek to teach to our sons as well. Also, in this day and time, there's a tremendous need in the world for a clear understanding of what a real man, a godly man is. And there is an outstanding need to paint such a picture, a portrait of what a godly man looks like based on the wisdom of God's precious word. What are some of those biblical characteristics and some biblical standards that help us to see and define what a godly man looks like? Here are a few. Number one, he has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. See John 3.16, Romans 10.9, and he seeks to be a man like David after God's own heart. See Psalm 23. Number two, he seeks to read the Word of God daily for himself. See Psalm 1 and Psalm 119, verse 105. Number three, he spends time in prayer daily. See Mark 1.35, Philippians 4.6 and 7, Daniel 6.10. Number four, he seeks to have a time daily to bring the family together to read the Word of God, teach from the Word of God, and pray together. See Deuteronomy 6, verses 1 to 9, and Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Number five, he takes and or makes time to train and instruct his children, teaching them about God, the Word of God, and teaching them wisdom for all areas of life. See Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9, Proverbs 2, 1 to 9, Proverbs 3, 1 to 2. Proverbs 4, 1 to 6. Number 6, he seeks to lead and take his family to church regularly, such as worship service on Sunday mornings and Bible study on Wednesdays. Again, see Joshua 24, 15 and Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. 
Number seven, he has a sense of mission in his life. He seeks with passion to fulfill the specific call of God on his life, whatever that calling or callings may be. See Romans 12, 1 and 2, Colossians 3, 1 to 3. Number eight, he works hard to provide for his family. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. God, note this, God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. See Genesis chapter 2. Number nine, he is a protector for his family. See Matthew chapters 1 and 2. Number 10, he lives the life of a good role model for his family and others. See Joshua 24, 15. And number 11, he has the wisdom and the courage to take responsibility and to deal with problems head on. He takes responsibility and doesn't run from it. See 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. A man, a godly man, has a love for God and a maturity and an authority about him that sets him apart from the rest of the males in the world. A real man is seeking God and seeking to fulfill God's purposes for his life. A real man has perspectives that are biblical and honorable. A real man is someone who understands that women and girls are special and precious, and they are to be honored and protected by men. Real men understand that women are not objects to conquer or persons to be disrespected and used. A real man respects and honors women and girls. A real man does not take advantage of women. He respects women and will not be involved with a woman sexually unless he has won her heart and has put a ring on her finger in marriage first. Boys ask questions while men give answers. Boys play house while real men build homes. Boys shack up while men get married. Boys make babies while men raise children. A boy won't raise his own children. A man will raise his and someone else's when the need arises. Boys make excuses for failure while men produce ways and strategies to succeed. Boys look for someone to take care of them, while men look for someone to take care of. Boys drop out of school saying that school is a waste of their time. Men recognize the importance of and the value of education. They desire to be educated and or to gain a skill in order to reach their full potential in life. The world in which we live is in tremendous need of faithful, godly men. Pray that God will raise up many of them who understand the important place and call of God upon them to be men after God's own heart in their own home and in society and culture as well. Again, the title of that article, Biblical Images of Manhood. If you want to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Thank you, Father, once again for every family that's listening today, every family that's represented. Thank you for your hand of grace upon each of our homes. Father, help us all to grow an understanding of the need for us to make discipleship in our homes a priority. Help us to know that as we take time as husbands and wives to read your word together, great things can happen within our marriages and in our lives. Help us to know that as parents, when we take time as dads and moms and children to read the Word of God together and pray together as well, again, good things can happen in our homes and in the lives of each member of our families, every dad, mom, and each child as well. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of praise, worship, and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Anoint us afresh with the spirit that would encourage us and empower us to have a growing hunger for your word. 
Help us to be wise enough to turn off the electronic devices, to turn off the TV, to turn off the Internet, to turn off the cell phone, to set beside set set aside the MP3 player, the video games, and to make time as a family to pray together, to read your word together as well. And Lord, more and more, pour out your mercy and grace mightily upon our families in such a way that more and more that deliver people from addictions to cell phones and addictions to the internet. Help us to know, Lord, that we need to be connected to and addicted to you, to your spirit and your word, and help us to learn to to fill our hearts and our minds with your word every day and to draw close to you and to seek to be vessels through which you can work and do a mighty work in our families and in our homes through each and every one of us. Thank you for this opportunity. More and more, open our eyes to the need for us to live a life with the priority of being you and your kingdom. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, we're looking today at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family. And I want to emphasize once again, for your home, I would encourage you the little acronym that we use sometimes, but the three letters of the word PRO remind us of three foundational areas of discipleship that we as believers are to live by, but also we're wise to put them to work in our homes every single day as well. Again, the three letters of the word PRO refer to the, the, the discipleship relationship within our own lives and the lives of our families. P refers to our prayer life. We're to have a vibrant prayer life as an individual believer, but we're wise to make prayer a priority in our homes. R refers to reading and meditating on the Word of God. Again, it's to be a high priority for us to get into God's Word and to read much of it every day. But also we're wise to make it a priority to read and meditate on the Word of God together as husbands and wives and as parents with children within our homes and within our families. Reading the Word of God on a consistent basis is very wise and very fruitful. It releases the grace of God in our homes, in our families, and it releases the grace of God in the atmosphere of our homes as well. And then finally, O refers to obedience. We're to live what we learn. We're not just to read the Word of God to say we've read it. Remember, the Bible, amongst other things, is a guidebook for all of life. May we read it to live it every single day, knowing that obedience to God's Word builds the kingdom of God in our individual lives, but also help us to be Lord, Lord, help us more and more to be mindful that obedience is critical to everything in our Christian life. Anoint us all afresh, Lord, with the spirit of obedience. Help us to be committed to hearing your word and doing your word individually and within our homes and within our families. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I don't have the ability to overemphasize how important it is that we're hearing God's word and living God's word as well. Remember, Obedience builds the kingdom of God in our individual lives. And when we as a family obey God, our families get involved with the wonderful work of building God's kingdom. And the more we obey God, the more we become a better equipped kingdom warrior family as well. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
into the room Everything changes Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring And when you walk into the room Every heart starts burning And nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you Music of Brian and Katie Torwalt. When you walk into the room, thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family. And I did mention earlier in the broadcast, we're, uh, amongst other things, reading and praying Psalm 91 in your home daily is a very wise thing to do, a very productive thing to do spiritually uh, and uh, consistently in your home because a powerful, powerful weapon within the weapon of the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, is Psalm 91. So our encouragement, pray it every single day over you and your family as well. Isaac Jackson is our producer. Isaac is going to share from the Word of God at this time. Yeah, well, real quick, right before I read, um, I was thinking about uh, building a kingdom warrior family and... Uh, I was thinking about how battles where the warriors aren't all the way invested, it doesn't turn out well. If a somebody fighting doesn't really know what they're fighting for, it, it just doesn't work well. So I thought we could take some time to encourage people and uh, like give them a little bit of an image of the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. so I've got Job pulled up real quick and I've got a few verses from there. So now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So right here, looking at the battlefield, we see that uh, we've got the enemy accusing us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much a fistfight or anything. It's it's more like a truth battle. Like this guy doesn't really love you, God. Or in a family situation, you don't really love her. Or with children, uh, they're really trying to disrespect you. They're, they're not really curious about the world. They're not trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. They're really like attacking you personally. 
Uh, and so we, we have a whole bunch of truth issues here. Um, so there's a tendency in these battles for there to be an issue of there's a truth and there's a lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, as uh, you do so well at encouraging, we always got to go back to scripture so that, so that we can the learn more about spirit. discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of dividing uh, the truth of, of the spirit from the lies of the flesh and the lies of the enemy. Um, and along with that, um, James chapter 1 Verses two through four, mm-hmm. consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith pr- produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Mm-hmm. So Job had faith. Job had faith that God was good, that God was holy, that God was right. And he was following that. He was uh, doing everything he could to be bl- blameless and upright. And Satan accused him, but Job's faith did not like. It, it was a massive trial, but but in the end, uh, he Job, never turned his back on God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He never turned his back on God, right. and in the end, he ended out with more blessings than he started with. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now, I would mention, of course, obviously, Job is a is a heavy book in so many ways, but as you pointed out, it powerfully paints a picture of looking into the spirit realm of what's going on, what are the dynamics of spiritual warfare. The reality is, uh, John 10.10 tells us, the thief comes not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He try, He's out to destroy us. But our greatest weapon is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Absolutely. It's very much a truth battle. It's very much a look at the way the lie, the, the enemy is lying to you. Um, look, at, look at the value of life. Look at the value of the time that you're spending with the people. Mm-hmm. Look at the value that you're giving your work. Um, are you loving your work more than you're loving your family? Uh, are you loving your family more than you're loving uh, God? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's... And, and you know, Isaac, a powerful truth that uh, related to what you just shared is that obviously as dads and moms, as men and women, we these are battles that we're wise to take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and face the face these battles head on. But how important it is for us as parents and grandparents to teach and equip our children with the powerful Word of God, teaching them, well, first helping them to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but then teaching them how to war, teaching them to put the Word of God in their minds and their hearts daily every day, and teaching them how to put that Word to work, you know, Reading, read the word, but also speak the word of God, pray the word of God. And it's important that parents are very intentional about doing that because, again, the battlefield is real. And as we see in the spirit realm that we're allowed to see in the life of Job, we see how the devil just came and very directly attacked his family and his whole circumstance, you know. But God is bigger than anything the devil can bring against us. I love how you emphasized putting the word to work. Because uh, there's a tendency for us, whenever we're accused of something, whenever I tell somebody, hey, you're wrong about this, there's a tendency for our reaction to be, I'm not wrong. What I was intending to do was this. What Mm -hmm. I meant to do was this. But (laughs) instead, the reaction is, know scripture and apply it. Mm -hmm. It's not so much hear the enemy accuse you and say, no, I was really trying to do the right thing. Instead, just learn scripture and apply Mm -hmm. it. That's, That's how we fight. Allow the Word of God to work and to fight on our behalf. And, and, you know, see, Scripture refers to the Word as the sword of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, it's our sword as well, but remember, the Holy Spirit is a master swordsman. 
the key for us is fill up with the word. Think of it as not only the sword of the spirit, but it's ammunition. The more we put the word in into us, we're giving the spirit more ammunition to help us fight with. And so, again, God's word is a key to everything in our lives. Really is. And uh, after Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, like uh, the, the spirit was gifted to the church in a capacity that it had never seen before. Mm-hmm. He said that he wanted to sp- send us the spirit to the same capacity that he had the Holy Spirit. We have access to as much of the blessing of the Holy Spirit, as much of the guidance, as much of the protection, as much of the, the like as much as the, the spirit can be a sword, like Jesus welding that, he wanted us to have that entire capacity. That's and right. so us as the church, we have that truth that can divide the lies, that can uh, build towards more life. So true, so true. And, you know, I think of this too, that, again, how much we allow the Word of God and the Spirit of God to work in us and through us, well, by the grace of God, the ball's in our court. You know, because one thing that the Word of God lets us know about Jesus is, uh, the Word tells us Jesus had the Spirit without measure. The Word of God is Jesus. So, So that means contained within the Word of God is the Holy Spirit without measure. So how much God can do in us and through us, again, the ball's in our court. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so we're wise to really put the word to work in our lives every single day. So, But thank you, Isaac, again, for just sharing that insight. Again, the book of Job, heavy book, but it has a lot of insight about quite a few different topics that relate to spiritual warfare. It really does. So, But uh, I would mention, too, just to all of our listeners, to keep in mind a word of encouragement to each of us as parents, things that we to, we should live, but also teach, be sure and teach our, our sons and our daughters as well. Encourage them to be spiritually vibrant and strong. Now, of course, you know, uh, we would encourage the son to be a spiritual leader in his home, and rightfully so. But at the same time, we're wise to teach and train our children to become, our, our daughters to become strong and vibrant in the Spirit of God as well, because the Holy Spirit can use an available vessel man or woman, boy or girl. And so becoming really strong and full of the Spirit of God is a wise goal for us to encourage our sons and our daughters to pursue. Secondly then, teaching our boys to be good providers. We're to teach men that they're to work and work hard. You know, one of the saddest things in the world is a lazy man, a man that won't take care of his own men. Our job is to protect and provide for our families. Doesn't mean the wife cannot work, but the chief provider in the home under Christ is to be the man, the man of the home. Again, we're to be protectors as well. And remember, part of being a protector is a man should be willing to give up his life if need be to protect his wife and his children. And so we're called to be protectors. Real men uh, protect women and look out for women. Men don't hit and beat up on women. Remember this. Real men protect women. They don't hit them, strike them, or beat up on them. No no hitting, no striking. Now, the fact is, sadly, when men strike their wives or the, or their girlfriends again, that's not a man. That's a wimp. Real men protect women and girls. They don't beat up on them. So real men are protectors. And then also, we're to be role models as well. And remember... One of the Ten Commandments says you shall not commit adultery. Part of what that means is sex is to be between a married man and woman and no within marriage and nowhere else. 
Sex is for married pe- married people, men and women, not between two men, not between two women, only to be between a married man and woman who are husband and wife. Sex is strictly for married people. And keep in mind, uh, young ladies, remember this, boyfriends shouldn't get husband privileges. That's not for them. Again, the sexual relationship is to be found only within the bonds of Christian marriage. So keep these important truths in mind. And parents, may we be diligent to teach and train our children to live by this wisdom. Lord, thank you for every family listening. Thank you for every husband and wife. Thank you for every couple-to-be that may be listening as well. Thank you for every dad and mom that's in the process of molding and shaping and training their children. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and encouragement. Help us to be diligent as hearers and doers of your word. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a good day, a great day to commit your heart and life fully to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you from your heart pray this prayer with me? even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit, Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read the word daily. Help me to pray daily. Help me to obey you daily. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're wanting very much to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.com. And that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please get in touch with us. Again, joseph at afr.net. We look forward to hearing from you. Same email if you wanted to get copies of either the articles we shared earlier. The The title of the first article was Praying Daily for Your Spouse. The second article... Biblical Images of Manhood. If you'd like to get one or copies of both, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get them to you. Our encouragement is that you'll use them for your personal growth, use them as discipleship tools for your family, but also share them with fellow co- uh, co-workers, fellow church members, extended family members, saved and unsaved, whoever the Lord puts on your heart to share them with as you forward them by way of email as well. Thanks for listening again today. We were looking today at the topic, the making of a kingdom warrior family. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.